Hello and welcome back to Ragarasika. This is a podcast program that explores the world of Carnatic music. Joining us from Albany, New York is Vidya Subramanian. Hello Vidya and good morning. Good morning Devesh. Vidya last week we were talking about Purandaradasa. Towards the end of the episode we played a snippet of a song sung by Shrimati ML Vasantakumari and I listened to the song you had mentioned in the episode that it was in the raga Shivaranjani it was really mesmerizing there was something in that raga and I thought we could uh, showcase uh, that raga Shivaranjani in this episode and talk a little bit about it so why don't you introduce for us uh, Shivaranjani um, that was definitely a mesmerizing rendition by Dr ML Vasantakumari she has that quality of bringing out the essence of any raga that she took up for elaboration Uh having said that the ragam shivaranjani itself is quite special in the sense it conveys a strong mood of melancholy it's of a relatively recent origin but it's become immensely popular as a lighter ragam a ragam that is primarily used for the post thani segment in a concert that is where you would typically hear the lighter pieces like tukadas and tillanas and so on and let me first introduce this ragam by singing the scale shivaranjani is a janya of the 22nd melakatha ragam karahara priya so the scale for shivaranjani is as follows sa ri ga pa da As I listen to that arohanam and arohanam, just the ga alone seems to set the tone. There's something interesting in that ga alone. Basically, the sadarna gandharam or the lower ga, which is the ga that is present in this ragam, typically conveys a less positive mood compared to the antara gandharam or the higher ga. If you take Shivaranjani and if you raise the ga, it's very interesting to observe that you get Mohanam, which is considered as a very upbeat and positive sounding ragam. So let me illustrate by singing the scale for Mohanam now. Sa ri ga pa da sa sa da pa ga ri sa. Now to contrast, let me sing the scale for Shivaranjani. sa ri ga pa da sa sa da ba ga ri sa another important point to note here is that the difference between the two ragams is brought out not only by the gandharam but you can see that the effect of the gandharam on the rishabham or the ri is also important so if you look at 
Shivaranjini again, it has the Chatushruti Rishabham or the Re2, followed by the Sadharana Gandharam or Ga2. So these are closely bunched notes. So when these two notes occur adjacent to each other in a ragam, the presence of the Ga acts as like a cap on the Re. So you cannot do very much with the Re. Typically, the Re would be quite flat. Because if you're giving a Gamakam to the Re, you're almost touching the Ga. Yeah, actually what would happen is if you shake that tree, it's difficult to give a gamakam from the sadharana gandharam to the chatushruti rishamam. Typically your voice would go to the antara gandharam, which, was, which would be a grammatical mistake. And what would happen is once you shake the re like that, you cannot really sing the sadharana gandharam at the correct position. So if you look at Shivaranjani, sariga, you cannot do sari. Then you have already given a gamakam involving the antara gandharam sagari sari then you know you're already out of shivananjari so so if you look at mohanam in contrast sari ga so the the re itself starts sounding a little bit more upbeat because of the presence of the higher gandharam which allows one the liberty of giving gamakam or oscillation to the re so this shows that the presence or absence of gamakam depends not only on a particular note but also on the presence or absence of adjacent notes so that that's one of the most interesting aspects of carnatic music in my opinion you mentioned that it is although it is a melancholy kind of raga it is a lighter raga as well and that seemed to be contradictory statements uh, when you use the word light what what are you referring to that's an interesting question. See, when I say light, typically it means that it's a raga that doesn't offer too much scope for gamakam. So light is a term that's used pr- pretty much in Carnatic music parlance for a ragam that is not conducive for a lot of oscillations or microtones. So if you look at Shivaranjini, it has only five notes. And then out of the five, Sa and Pa never can take any gamakams. And then the Re being capped by the presence of the lower Ga is also pretty flat. Also, if you look at the Ga of Shivaranjini, there is no Ma in this Ragam. So all you can do is give a, a very light oscillation to the Ga because giving repeated oscillation from the Pa to the Ga is not easy. Sari Ga 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 So you cannot do too much to the Ga of this Ragam. And then the only ra- uh, note I would say which can pretty much take some amount of gamakam would be the daivatam. So there's not too much you can do in terms of gamakams. Most of the uh, rendition would be based on glides and curves uh, as opposed to the back and forth oscillation which is more characteristic of weighty ragams. Can you give me an example in your opinion of a really heavy classical ragam? Definitely. To give you an example, let me illustrate the ragam Bhairavi. So Bhairavi has ample scope for gamakam. If I just sing the scale, it would be So if you look at this ragam, almost every note, you know, again, with the exception of the re, because it has the lower gandharam, Almost every note can be oscillated. It can be given different kinds of gamakams. So this is an example of a ragam that has been explored and um, studied over the last several centuries. And another interesting thing to note here is that when we look at the history and evolution of ragams, not all ragams that are considered heavy classical major ragams today were 
considered so in the past so i in fact i was reading an interesting note that the ragam kalyani was considered at one point as a relatively minor ragam and not really fit for elaboration but today it's one of the most important ragam so there is a chance you know two centuries from today shivaranjani could perhaps be a major ragam that you would hear in the concert halls as the main piece could you sing for us a snippet of an alapana in uh, shivaranjani and then a snippet of an alapana in mohanam definitely that would be a really interesting exercise so let's begin with shivaranjani ta na 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 has been explored a lot more than shivaranjani so it has many typical murchanais or pidis or prayogas that is typical phrases that are considered characteristic of mohanam mohanam has this whole positive tone to it i don't know if it is conditioning or you know if that's the way the ragam is but shivaranjani is generally associated with a more somber note and it's a ragam that has been used in a number of films is that not devish yeah as i heard you sing the alapna it immediately sort of resembled numerous film songs including for instance the famous song from ek tujhe ke liye tere mere beech mein as well as some older hindi songs as well the song in uh, mehbooba a really old uh, 
uh, movie which has a very popular song mere naina is also i think in shivranjani and of course ile raja has composed numerous ile raja being a tamil film composer has composed several songs in this uh, raga as well and uh, like i mentioned earlier i think the relative flatness of the notes along with the scope for a lot of curves and glides makes it particularly suitable for film songs because it conveys a strong melodic appeal and a strong emotive appeal as well so with the let's pause here and then maybe pick up next time and showcase just a few songs in the carnatic arena as far as uh, shivranjani is concerned so with that thank you everybody for joining us today thank you vidya join us next time on ragarasika visit us online at www.ragarasika.com to learn more about vidya visit her online at vidyasubramanian.com thank you and goodbye शिवा रामेश श्री